Well, go on, beautiful souls. I am Marcia C., the host of Her Sacred Soul Space podcast. In this safe space, we have discussions that ignite our hearts and expand our souls. This is a podcast dedicated to all women and is coined with spiritual and metaphysical aspects of evolving herself and aligning her purpose to her soul. Having a soul connection with oneself is the portal to life. And you can consider this podcast your stepping stone. There is a beautiful spark that occurs when goddesses embrace and empower each other's light. And that's what we are all about here on Her Sacred Soul Space podcast, Her Soul Connection. Look out for new episodes with Soul Gems every second and fourth Fridays. And remember, see your light, be your light. It's Marcia C. and welcome to another episode of Her Sacred Soul Space. On this episode, I am being joined by Nikki with uh, Beautiful Soul Aura Photography. Hey. Soul Secrets. Hi, Nikki. How you doing? <laughs> Good to have you, beautiful. I just want to brag a little bit, Nikki, because I want our Soul Secrets to know what an amazing time I had with you recently. So I went to see Nikki to get an hour reading done. And it was just um, fascinating. Not only that, she has such a warmth. When you go in her space, you just feel as if you're noir for a long time, as we say in Jamaica. You just feel as if you, you've met her before and you're just like, hey girl, do we know each other? Because we're just vibing in such a beautiful uh, space. And that is good whenever you go to get services done, to be able to have such a connection with the provider so you can feel safe and you feel relaxed. Um, another thing that was even more fascinating for me is the transformation. I went in one way and came out the other way, y'all. Are we going to talk about that <laughs> as well? <laughs> We're going to talk about that as well um, in our discussion amongst, on, you know, trying to understand even more. How do we come one with our aura and how is it here to serve us while we're on our spiritual journey, while we're on our soul path? Is it the same as our energy feel or even our vibe? These are some of the, the questions and the wisdom that we're going to garner from Nikki right after we center ourselves. And you know, in order for us to do so, we are going to take our three deep breaths. And on our first breath, we are just going to get centered, close our eyes, and just release. So let's take a deep breath in. And let it fill our lungs and just release by exhaling. And our second breath in, we're just going to be present. Just be. Mm. And release. And on our third breath, it's a breath of gratitude. Let that fill you up. And release slowly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wagwa, Nikki, and welcome again. <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad to be here. It was such an honor to meet you and to connect with you um, first at the Blue Barn. Shout out to Gloria yes. Parker, who's been having her um, her uh, psychic fair for over 20 years. 
Yes. So I was glad to meet you there in that yes. environment because yes. that's such a cool, fun environment to it be was. in. It was. It is. It is. Know? Yes. Yes. Um, and then um, when we got to connect in my office, it was so awesome. Um, you have great energy to begin with. So yeah. it was cool just to be in, you know, in an energetic exchange with you. But um, to show you your energy was was a real uh, treat for me too. So the aura is is it it is indeed the energetic field that surrounds our body, but it kind of operates like an antenna, if you mm. will. Mm-hmm. And so um, people that have very sensitive energy impacts um, respond to other people's energy as it enters into your auric field. Your auric field can be very small and tight to the body, mm-hmm. or it can be very expansive. Um, some of the Buddhas were known to be able to cast their auric field out for miles. Wow. Um, which is really, really powerful. But it all goes to show that um, with practice and knowledge, you're able to expand your auric field and to literally bring people into your energy mm-hmm. as opposed to getting pulled into other people's energy. And so that's always a goal for me because uh, I do have really sensitive energy, like many of my clients. And so when I go into a space, if I allowed it to, my energy could be pulled in all of these different directions. And that's when you go into these spaces, um, sometimes large event spaces is a great example that Mm -hmm. hold um, all sorts of energy in this enclosed space. There's no windows. There's no way really for it to dissipate. And so you have these big emotions, big plays, big whatever, and all that energy is trapped in this building. So when you walk in, sometimes it feels really heavy and overwhelming and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so learning to stay in your own energetic space and to bring people that you're interacting into that space rather than to allow yourself to be pulled by either a person, place, or thing um, is really, really valuable. And it changes the way that you experience places, the way that you experience life, really. You know, for those who may not know, because you were called to this, and I want to, I want you to share a little bit of your story, how you were called to, to this, to serve others in such a beautiful way. Um, and you told me a little bit about it when I was there too. So talk to us about when you were a kid and, and like what happened and then how it came back to you again as an adult. And you just knew that this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do right now. So when I was little, I could see auras, right? And um, it's been so cool, the reemergence, but let's talk about how it was when I was little. Um, when you're young and you see things a certain way, it's just like if you grew up in a family that's not the best, right? You don't know any different. So you don't know that other people don't see lights around things. You don't know that that's not the way that everyone perceives things. And so for the longest, I operated like, oh, well, everyone is seeing what I'm seeing. And I had no real indication to the contrary until later, until... um about the mid 80s, early 90s, it kind of went away. And I thought, because, you know, I was growing up, I was born in 74. So now mid 80s, I'm going to be like 10, 11 years old. Right. Um, I thought that it was something, maybe something you had as a child and you just outgrew it. So it never really even sparked conversation as it was starting to go away. Um, It wasn't until years later in my 
mid twenties, early twenties, I walked into a store and they were doing aura photography. I had no idea what they were talking about. And, Mm -hmm. but when I walked in and I saw the photos, I was like, where are the plants and the animals? Like, you know, I, this is cool and everything, but I was always fascinated by the animals more so than the people. Wow. So (laughs) I was just like, Oh, it's really nice. Yeah. I see the colors, but where are the animals? And they were like, do you see auras? And I told them, you know, my experience when I was younger and um, we talked about it for some for some time. And what we kind of zeroed in on is that it kind of went away from me at the same time that computers and cell phones and all of those were really starting to take off. Right. And mm-hmm. so it is a bit of interference. Right. And so mm-hmm. since then, we have more and more and more cell towers, more and more and more whatever. And so it's a lot of interference. But um, a few years ago, when I went to the Caribbean, um, I went to Belize. And when I was there, I could see. Um, there were, uh, the, the first thing that caught my attention was I was in the lobby of a resort. And I was talking to this gentleman and his face kept changing. Um, it was him and it was like a bird. And him and a bird. And I finally, you know, kind of settled that it was a hawk. Bird, uh-huh. yeah. right? And so I'm looking at him and kind of like breaking eye contact and like looking to see <laughs> if it's still there. And like, and so finally I'm like, look, I know I'm gonna sound completely crazy, but your face is doing this weird thing and you kind of look like a bird. And so, of course, he looked at me like I was completely crazy. And I was like, a hawk. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and it stopped him when I said specifically a hawk. When I had said the bird thing, he just was like, oh, this lady, I don't know what she smoked or whatever. Right. But when I <laughs> said it's a hawk and it keeps happening. And he said, well, on my way here, um, as I was driving by, I noticed that there was a hawk tangled up in some bushes in the branches of this as the bus was going to go under. So I got out and I cut the branches so he could get through. And um, I was like, okay, right? So in my mind, it made sense. In his mind, I was a little less crazy. But what happened after that was I was starting to see the auras again. I was on a retreat with a bunch of ladies and we were out in the water, in the salt water. And um, I started to see colors. The first woman, it was like um, indigo. And I, I kept seeing it and, you know, and we're out on turquoise water. Like it's mm-hmm. all shades of blue around us. Mm-hmm. And so at first I was just kind of like, well, whatever. But then spirit kept going hawk, hawk, right? Like, like, hello, mm-hmm. let me remind you. To remind you, you what, man, yes, yes. Right? <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then as I, I realized it was starting to look like it did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I, I was made aware then that, this gift this hasn't gone away. Yeah, it yes. hasn't gone away. It's that where I am, I'm not able to tap into it. And um, yeah, that was a yeah. awakening for me. And it's led to so many changes and so many things. That's just a beautiful story. Thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that. It's like I was present in every juncture of your story. I could just yeah. see because was- I could see the transferring of the energy from the ark to the man. And mm-hmm. for it, his vibration, you know, connected to the guys uh, are in a way. And I also remember the first time I heard about Reiki massage and I was curious about it. And I remember when I first went to this, I looked it up on Google to see who was close to my job that I could go to. I'm an eyes girl and this young lady eyes caught me and I went to her and that was one of the first times she measured 
my energy. She used a, a kind of like a two, I don't like an antenna thing. Uh-huh. It, it's called a dowsing rod. Yeah, dowsing rod. Yes. And she also said to me, your energy is so big. Like it could fill up the room and the other room, you know, mm-hmm. just like when you say you want it that big so you could call people in your space yes. versus you yes. getting entangled with their energy. Yes. And, and, and like with that being said, can you tell us then how is it that being able to call people in your space and having control over that? How is the, the aura here to serve us on our spiritual path or having a knowledge of it be able to serve us through our daily routine, our mundane things, you know? Um, your aura, when it's intact, um, I, I like visuals. Think of it like a screen door mm-hmm. and everything that's coming to you is filtered through it, right? So when there are holes, it lets through things that don't belong. Um, when you are doing shielding of your aura, you're only letting through things that are beneficial, right? And so your auric field kind of goes out behind, you know, before you and Get, transmits information back. This is what you're about to walk into. I feel like this person's a little off. All of that's your aura doing mm-hmm. what it does. When you walk in and you um, feel very warm, you know, vibes from this person and you know that this is a safe person to talk to, and then you might get some like, uh, leave that person mm-hmm. alone vibes yes. <laughs> or what have you. That's your aura doing its thing. That's yeah. your aura being like, oh, let me see what, nah, we're good. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. And so when you are caring for your aura, because I, like, I like to think of us like a lint roller, you know, those peel and stick lint rollers so you can yeah. get the lint off. Yeah. So if you're that and you're walking into all of these spaces and all this stuff is sticking to you, then you have a necessity to clean your aura frequently. Okay. So you yeah. can do that by adding like sea salt to your bath wash is a great way to do it on a daily basis. Just mm-hmm. dumping sea salt into your body scrub. You don't even have to think about it beyond that. Um, oh. When I'm in the water, I send people's energy back to them or I'll send it to the earth. If it was particularly negative energy, I don't want to reburden someone, but I don't need it. Right, right, right. right. So you can yes. send it back to the earth and let it do what it does. But it's important that we treat our aura and our spirituality in general, you know, as in need of hygiene, in need of being cleansed, in need of um, acknowledgement for, and thanking it for the work that it does, being yeah. grateful for the work that it does. And then, you know, any holes or anything that we are aware of, doing what we need to do to to address those things so that it can function in the way that it's supposed to. So there's really a part of us that's supposed to make life easier and better and um, more fulfilling. You know, one of the things that I believe, um, especially from having the experience of this reading, um, is when you become one with your aura and understanding it, you would able to differentiate quickly and easily whether or not you're vibing on your own frequency versus someone else's. And I think this is a good thing to, to become accustomed to because it will help with your mental health. It will help whether or not um, you, whether or not the thoughts or the mood switch that just suddenly happen, whether it's because of something that you are experienced or is it something that because of the conversation you just had with Susie. And everything that Susie said just came right into you. And some people, as empaths, we don't even know we are. And some people, highly sensitive, we don't know we are. So we don't know that conversation did not stop there. 
it went wherever you went because it's mm-hmm. now a part of you. So I can see understanding the energy or the aura can help us in that way, especially with, with our mental health, which is so important to us so that we know how to balance and get back centered to who we are called to be. So you said two things that were interesting. One is that um, your aura does help you to kind of um, regulate what's happening, right? So if it's an antenna, it helps you to understand and it helps you kind of to filter through what's coming through. Um, But what you were speaking of really has to do with energy transference, Mm -hmm. right? And what I like about doing the live aura readings, which is different from the aura, a static aura photo, is that you're able to see in real time what happens to your energy as we talk about different things, right? Mm -hmm. So that energy um, exchange, um, as your mind goes to wherever it goes while we're looking at your energy, you're able to see the reaction on both your aura and your chakras. And that's important because it changes your understanding of how energy operates. When you can see, when something's tracking you and you see, okay, when I listen to this song, this is what happens energetically. When I talk about this person or my work, this is what happens energetically. It allows you to see and understand the impact of that, right? Yeah. And -hmm. then to make decisions on whether or not we want to allow those situations to remain and to continue to occur. So that's Mm -hmm. what I love about the longer sessions that I do with people. And we did a little bit of that with you. It's just as you talk about different things, um, seeing what happens to your energy, like what causes that energy expansion where everything is purple and it's all spirit? What were you talking about in that moment? What were you talking about when everything shut down? You know, let's talk about me. Let's talk about a little bit about when I came in, because Uh when I came in and uh, put my hand on the machine, Mm -hmm. I was all over the place. I was red, blue, green, purple. I was Mm -hmm. all over the place. Because your excitement. Yeah. And indeed reminded me of the chakras, just like you Mm -hmm. spoke about the chakras. Mm -hmm. And so I get to understand even more so the alignment of the auras and the chakras, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to, when I was there to, and I sat with you and I recognized the different shift that was occurring, I'm now starting to think to myself, was what was I thinking about? Mm-hmm. What was I thinking about in the car before I came in or on yeah. my way over there? Are those thoughts still radiating within my spirit that is causing such a fluctuation? Mm-hmm. And then knowing what you know, you made it so comfortable. Like I said, and such a warmth, you started talking to me even more so. And then we saw it started calming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you recognize, oh, you must be an empath. And then you said, what is this? Selenite. You said, hold <laughs> this. And I'm telling you, soul seekers, I held this in my hand. And before you know it, it just became one color. It just became who I was. This is me. This was Marsha. <laughs> this is who oh, I violet. am. All yes, violet, you know? That's um, all spirit. And I just love the importance of the colors. Can you kind of tap into those? Like, does it mean that this is who you're going to be for the remainder of the day? Or does it mean that, hey, it could change in the next hour or not, but this is more of your dormant aura frequency? Your aura, whenever you get it photographed, whenever someone is telling you about it, it is as it is in that moment. 
Okay. okay. So your auras constantly has the ability to change as do your chakras. They're constantly opening and closing in the representation that we see um, with the equipment that I use. They look almost like little trumpets. And so they expand and they contract and they expand and they contract. And it's cool because you can see um, your reaction to whatever it is that you're talking about. You can see, does this cause expansion or does this cause contraction, which is something important to know. Um, you can also see how energetic exchanges happen. So um, I have the ability to monitor someone that's receiving Reiki so that you're monitoring both the person performing the Reiki and the person receiving it. So you can see the energetic exchange happening on the screen, which is crazy and awesome all at the same time. But what it has led me to know is that all of these energetic things that we talk about, they are in fact real. They mm-hmm. do cause these reactions in our body. A lot of times we're aware of them, but because the people around us aren't noticing any physical change in us, um, they have difficulty when you say that your mood is shifting because of this energetic thing that's happening or what have you. It's very difficult to explain. And so very often energetically sensitive people find that as energetically sensitive as they are, they also tend to be quite withdrawn in public situations because mm-hmm. it can be so overwhelming yes, and um, exhausting. <laughs> like you exhausting. can literally walk into a party and sit in a corner, but if your energy is highly sensitive, your energy high-fived everybody in the party. It was in the middle. It was checking it out. What's going on in the kitchen? And by the time you go home, you're exhausted, even though you didn't do anything, yes. Yeah, you know? And so I love doing this work and talking to people um, for a variety of reasons, uh, about 50% of the people that come in and they're like, oh my God, my energy is going to be so terrible. It's going to be black. I just know it. It's going to be black. It's never black. <laughs> um, so that's person number one, oh, uh, you know, and, and more to the point that people that are actually concerned about their energy are not going to have like really negative energy because people that have really negative energy don't give a about their energy energy. like they're not going to be the people that come in and want to know what it looks like you know what I mean so already when you come in the door I I have an expectation it's not quite as bad as you think it is (laughs) okay um and then the other thing is is that energetically we can look great like our energy can be you know popping and we have our photo and we're like we look great don't we but um we can feel crappy like energetically, everything can be ready to go because your aura, your chakras, everything, they are ready to reset at the drop of a hat. You play a great song, they're back in the they're back in the saddle. Mm-hmm. They're back in action. But mentally, we feel like, but do I really feel better? Mm. I don't know. And so a lot of what's happening isn't energetic issues. It's subconscious issues. It's a script that our brain has written. Yeah. And often in times of survival mode, in times of crisis, our brain writes a script that's very helpful in those times, but that's not needed any longer, but it's still running the same script. And so, True. Um, True. you know, with that, we'll go in and um, guided meditations can be really helpful for that. Um, for me, hypnotherapy was life changing. So um, I wound up getting certified as a hypnotherapist just because the benefits um, right. in rewriting those scripts that your brain has that are no longer beneficial to you is amazing. There is nothing like it. 
That's so good to know. That is mm-hmm. so good to know. Um, and my co-host, uh, Yolan, she's also uh, do that work as well. So that is so great. Um, so let me ask you this, because I know we you've mentioned before and you just even said meditation. Is there a particular meditation that you want to share with our soul seekers? I'm going to share one. Um, it's not one that I've created, but it is okay. one that I find very useful that I share with a number of customers and it's on... Um, eliminating negative thinking. Okay. And so it's what I love about it is that it's a dual voice meditation and dual voice is super cool because especially for people that are non-neurotypical ADD, ADHD, which so many of us suffer from, um, what dual voice is helpful for is because it's similar to binaural beats you're hearing two different things in each ear. And so it brings the two hemispheres of the brain together so that you're able to absorb the messaging. A lot of Mm. times because um, of the way that our brains operate, when we are trying to meditate, when we're trying to listen to something, the other half of our brain starts going, you know, I need to be doing laundry. I mean, like I'm sitting here and this is great and everything. I know this is great for my mind, but did I start dinner? right? That's the part of your brain that's doing that. With dual voice meditation, what's happening is there is a main voice that's speaking, but there's a second voice that comes through and kind of sweeps you back in. So when your brain is going, you know, I should be thinking about dinner, that second voice will say something like, um, your mind may be wandering and that's okay. We're going to go back over here. And then the other, you know, so the voices kind of just keep weaving. So as your brain starts trying to go over here, it brings you back into the fold. Um, That's important both in uh, meditation. That's important in um, doing hypnotherapy is working with someone that kind of gets the way that your brain operates and that it's going to take a little bit to keep bringing you back in until this becomes a habit for you. That's interesting. I've never experienced dual voice meditation and it sounds good because I'm the one who's always trying to bring myself back. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay, Marcia, it's a focus lot of back. Work. Yes. And it takes focus you out of the back on the breathing. Yeah, it does. And right. and and then and sometimes when you're back into the rhythm, before you know it, the meditation is over. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. Right. And now you feel guilty. Now that wasn't the goal of meditation, but now we feel crappy because we attempted to meditate. Yeah. Yeah. So this, yes. uh, this avoids a lot of that. Yeah. And, that and it makes it so that you want to do it more. You know what I mean? Like no one okay. wants to feel like they fail at anything. So we often start things and stop them before we become successful because it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Right? And okay. we've been taught that we should be perfectionists and, and that we should be great at everything we try within the first two to three times. That's not how it works. No, no. It's just not how no. it works. Yeah. You know, meditation starts working when you are broken and you think that nothing will work ever. <laughs> then <laughs> that's when it starts working. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, you have to learn to have patience with yourself. That is a very big oh. must and a plus. And so and this forgiveness. Me- and forgiveness, yes, right? like forgiveness, like like a, yes. an, an acknowledgement that I'm human, right? And I'm mm-hmm. going to make mistakes. And if you can start forgiving yourself, forgiving other people becomes that much easier, much easier, you know. Yeah. But yeah, forgive. I forgive myself five, six, seven times a day. And once yeah. I started doing that, and I mean, like literally walking up to the mirror and be like, "I forgive you." I don't even know what you messed up yet, but I forgive you anyway. But <laughs> You, like I'm serious. Yeah. Like you yeah. have to get that good. real yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Because um, if you don't love yourself like that, 
then you don't have anything to give to anybody else. Not anything worth giving. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, how can you forgive someone else? How can you allow someone else to be human? How can you allow them just to be if you can't give that to yourself, if you can't allow it for yourself? Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of times we're like, no, I hold myself to this much higher standard and I forgive everyone else. No, you publicly say you forgive everyone else, but you are keeping a list of their faults. And yes, inside. Yeah. Unless they show up in a way that you think mm-hmm. is deserving or it satisfy your your, your requirements, your yes, strict requirements. Yes, yes. Like the whole thing is, is we have all written a play and assigned people roles Girl. and stuff that they don't know nothing about. They come yes. in and you like, you, you supposed to hit this script right here. We on page 57, midway yes. to page. And this yes. is where you say, but they didn't get the script. True. True. So a lot of times you're left in this like, they didn't say yeah. the line. When yeah. they said that, I was going to say this. And that's what was going to fix it all together. Right. Now right. you got to take whatever they did say. That's why I always say this. I don't, you know, I don't see or hear words. I feel it. Because yeah. if the words doesn't come out the way I want it to, the energy will still give me this. If it's the same vibration, it's the same feeling. If that's, if the same intent. Yes. I will know because I'm going right. to feel it because I don't I don't have to hear it. I, the vibration comes within me. And I'm learning like, okay. that, learning that and to be able to do that and to learn that half the things that you ask for will not come in the way that you expect it to come. That doesn't mean it doesn't come. It just it's not in the gift wrap or the gift bag that you expected it to be in. It's wrapped somewhere else. It's under the tree. It's over here. It's over there. But the things that you ask for and attempt to manifest, nine times out of 10, they do show up. We don't even recognize it. This is so good. This is so good. (laughs) So, Soul Seekers, we are going to put the link for that meditation from Mm -hmm. Nikki in a description box, uh, along with her information as well. uh, So you'll be able to go to Nikki to get your reading done. It's such an amazing experience. I'm telling you, you want to try it. If you're in the Atlanta area, go in person. If you're in the Atlanta area, sooner is better because at the end of the summer, I'll be relocating. So I hope to see everybody soon. And I'm going to be adding some components to that. Um, End of summer, we'll have some equipment that'll allow, when we're doing the energy readings, that'll allow for voice analysis so that we Mm. can come up with some things for you to listen to afterwards to kind of balance you back out. So That sounds yummy. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about all the tools, man. (laughs) Oh God, I'm so excited for you. And I totally wish you all the best on your next endeavor. And I know just like how I felt being in your space, every Everyone that comes in your space is going to want to become even more so a part of your community because I, I mean, you have that about you. This is really where you belong. You were called to help people to understand this part of who they are and how it can serve them in, in, in the way that it's called to serve them. So thank you so much, Nikki, um, for being here and for spending time with me. And before I go, um, this is the affirmation card I got today. And he says, I bring peace with me wherever I go. And that's the type of vibration we want to give out. So just bring that peace with you, soul seekers, wherever you go. Bring that peace wherever you go. And and your path will await you. Await you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And until we meet again, one love and walk good. Remember, soul seekers, see your light and be your light. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. 
I would be honored if you could share this episode with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us every second and fourth Fridays for another exciting episode of Her Sacred Soul Space podcast. I'd love to hear your comments. You can always find me on Facebook or YouTube as Her Sacred Soul Space. Until then, one love and don't forget, see your light, be your light. Magan.